Hey, welcome to Ditch Medics Podcast. This is episode six. Today is part two of our airway management series. We're talking about the MISMADE acronym and how we apply that to pre-hospital airway management. That's it. Let's get started. Welcome to another Ditch Medics Podcast. We're bringing advanced care to the EMS trenches. Here, we believe in the critical care mindset in a 911 world. Expanding your knowledge in three, two, one. All right, welcome to DitchMedics.com podcast. Uh, today we are talking about airway management, part two in our continuing series of, of pre-hospital airway management and the MISMADE acronym. Before we get started, once again, let me remind you, please, please, if you haven't done so already, go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, give us a rating and review. Uh, that helps us out greatly with iTunes, bumps up a rating, gets us seen by more people. Uh, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, go to ditchmedics.com, sign up for our email subscriber list, helps us keep in touch with you. So today we're talking about MISMADE, M-S-M-A-I-D, and how that acronym can apply to our management of airways in a pre-hospital setting. Uh, this acronym has been around for quite a few years. It's been used in the anesthesia world, and we can borrow it in EMS uh, to apply it to our, our airway management endeavors. A lot of this conversation is framed uh, kind of in the mindset of, of pharmacologically assisted innovation, RSI, DSI, those type of procedures. But you can apply this knowledge to pretty much any airway management situation because what this knowledge brings to the table for us as airway clinicians is the concept that airway management is a system. It's not just a haphazard response to a situation. It's a proactive system. We're preparing to secure an airway. And in order to prepare to secure that airway, we follow our system. We follow our checklist, if you will. And MISMADE is one of those acronyms that, that help us organize our thoughts and help us prepare for this process. Uh, so that's it. Let's get started. Let's talk about MISMADE. Okay, the first M of our acronym stands for MACHINE. Uh, and in the anesthesia world, that applies to the anesthesia machine uh, and or the ventilator aspect of, of airway and respiratory management. Uh, now, we're certainly not going to have an anesthesia machine. We may or may not have a ventilator. But the M is basically machine going to be how we apply our mechanical ventilations, uh, whether that be a BVM or a rescue vent or a full-blown ventilator uh, that manages all aspects of that respiratory process, we're going to check our machine, if you will. We're going to check that we have our BVM and that it's functioning, it's ready to go. We're going to check if we have a ventilator at our disposal, that, that it's, it's functioning, it's turned on, it's operating. Uh, if we have a test lung, well, we'll hook up our, our vent to the test lung and check it out and make sure it's delivering the appropriate volume or the appropriate pressure and make sure everything's functioning. So this is basically we're checking the machine, the aspect of our mechanical ventilations uh, that we're going to utilize to make sure it's functioning. And this also might be a point in, in our checklist that we assign this task to a, a crew member to perform. So if we're performing BVM ventilations, uh, we assign, okay, you are going to perform this job and, and get that lined out. Okay, next letter, S. The S in our acronym stands for suction critical aspect of airway management. We want to make sure we have suction available to us, whether that be a hand-powered uh, unit 
a portable unit, whether that be a battery-powered portable unit or that be our wall-mounted onboard suction device in the ambulance or in the aircraft, we want to make sure we have suction at our disposal. We have to have suction at our disposal. Anytime we're going to go in and initiate airway management, especially RSI or pharmacologically assisted airway management, uh, you got to have that suction ready. So if it's battery-powered, if it's a, you know, electric powered suction, we want to make sure it's turned on, test it, make sure we're getting an appropriate vacuum out of it. Uh, if it's a hand powered unit, we want to make sure it's set up, ready to go. We know how to utilize it. Uh, and before we initiate this airway management, we want to make sure that we have the suction beside us, ready to go at a moment's notice. All I have to do is pick it up and start to perform suction. We have to be able to respond to our patient vomiting. We have to be able to respond to, if it's a trauma situation, uh, blood secretions in the airway. You know, if we're initiating uh, some type of RSI procedure and, for instance, using ketamine, one of the side effects of ketamine administration is, is secretions, and we have to be able to respond to those increased secretions in the airway. Have to have it, has to be patient side, has to be ready to go. Okay, our next letter, our next M stands for monitor. Uh, monitor applies to how we are going to monitor our patient during this airway management. Uh, for most of us, what this is going to be is our, our multi-use monitoring unit, you know, our, our EKG, our pulse oximetry, entitl, uh, waveform capnography typically is going to be in one unit. Uh, we want to make sure that unit is turned on. Once again, we quick function check, make sure we get our patient hooked up on the ECG, uh, make sure we've got them on the pulse oximetry, uh, preferably having them on the entitled cannula before the intubation procedure to kind of monitor their ventilatory status before the procedure, and then uh, ready to transition them to the inline uh, entitled um, adapter once we perform the intubation procedure. So we want to we want to make sure we have all of this ready to go. Make sure it's it's functioning prior to our procedure, certainly. Uh, and this also monitor reminds us that not only do we have these cool toys, these metrics that we can base our monitoring off, we also have our ability to monitor a patient through other means as, as clinicians. You know, we're looking at skin condition. Uh, we're looking at other aspects of their physiology, their pulse, their respiratory rate, that we can base their oxygenation and their ventilation status off of. Also, in regards to monitoring, we certainly want to have our stethoscope at our disposal uh, that we can we can listen to breath sounds, airway sounds, uh, determine if there's any adventitious aspects to those. So monitoring, we want to be able to monitor our patient's respiratory oxygenation status, ventilation status, their cardiac status, uh, all those physiological markers that we're looking for in regards to airway management. And this is critical when we think about not only during the procedure and post-procedure, you know, we want to think about pre-oxygenation prior to the procedure. So monitoring their ventilatory and oxygenation status is going to be critical, especially before a, a, a pharmacologically assisted airway management scenario. All right, next letter in our acronym is A. Now this stands for airway. This is the heart of what we're doing in this, in this scenario. This is the point in our checklist where we're going to ensure that we have all the devices that we need to manage this airway. Uh, if we're intubating a patient, we certainly want to have our ET tubes, our stylets, our bougies, our laryngoscope blades, uh, Mac, Miller, different sizes. Uh, if we're utilizing, you know, video laryngoscopy, we want to have that device and make sure it's functioning, make sure the, the camera's functioning, the light's appropriate. Check all those aspects of our intubation. 
in regards to preparing to innovate, we always want to prepare to fail, if you will. And I know that sounds silly, but we want to prepare for the eventuality that we might fail at this innovation. So we want to have our backup airways, our simple, you know, nasal pharyngeal airways, oral pharyngeal airways. We want to have our superglottic airways, our king, our combi tube, our LMAs, whatever the case may be. And up to and including our surgical airway kit. We want to know where that's at. We want to know it's ready to go. If you anticipate this being a difficult airway, we might even want to break open that, that surgical airway kit and prepare it uh, for use. One of the kind of cool tips that I picked up from the MCRIT podcast and, and Scott Weingard was the in preparing to fail, if you will, to even take in a Sharpie marker and noting where that cricothyroid membrane is at. Uh, if I anticipate it being a really difficult airway, that's the procedure I might do. That's, I, might, I might put a little dot where that cricothyroid membrane is at uh, to prepare myself mentally for the fact that I might have to perform that procedure. Uh, so I want to make sure I've got all my actual airway kit lined out. I want to make sure my cuffs inflate on my, on my different size tubes. I want to know what size of tube I'm going to start with. I want to know what the depth uh, I'm approximately going to go to. And I want to go through my calculations and my formulas to prepare for that. So that's my next step is airway. All right, next letter is my I. And I stands for IV. And this is simply IV access. If I'm getting ready to perform a, a relatively uh, complex airway management scenario, Obviously, every time I'm going to, to need IV access. And the key here is I want to make sure my IV access is patent. So I want to reflush my lines. I want to check to make sure any, any maintenance fluids I have going or, or fluids I have infusing are running appropriately. And I don't see any signs of extravasation or infiltration of my sites. If it's, a, if it's a really critical patient, and it probably is if we're talking about this, I want to make sure I've got multiple access points. Uh, so maybe initiating another IV site, an IO site, uh, but having multiple options for IV access that I'm potentially going to need. If I've already got IV access and even multiple points of access, I still want to have that, that IO kit out beside me. I still want to have that easy IO kit or whatever, whatever brand you're using, patient side, open, ready to go in case something fails on me and I need to very quickly, rapidly establish uh, IO access. So. I stands for IV. This is where I'm double checking, prepping uh, my, my IV sites. All right, and our last letter in the MISMADE acronym is D. Uh, and in this case, it stands for drugs and certainly the drugs that we apply to this airway management scenario. So if we're performing a conscious sedation for innovation, we're obviously going to have our sedative, whatever that may be, prepared, drawn up, dosage known, calculated based on the weight of our patient, yeah, you know, certainly we're going to be wary of any relative precautions, or contraindications with our drug. You know, if we're using a benzo and, and one of the side effects is, is hypotension or hypoperfusion, uh, we're certainly going to want to have some fluids ready to go. Obviously, with, for instance, first said, you know, we have respiratory depression. So as a part of our airway management scenario, we're going to be prepared to deal with that respiratory depression. But we want to know that that's a side effect, that if we can't get this patient innovated, that we can't get the airway secured we're going to have to manage that respiratory aspect and that ventilatory aspect by some other means. And that's where we go to our backup airways or even just our simple BVM procedures. Uh, but we want to know those side effects. We want to know those effects of that sedative on our patient so we can prepare to respond to them. And then if we're certainly performing, you know, delayed sequence intubation or rapid sequence induction, whatever the case may be, 
uh, we're going to need our not only our sedative or our induction agent, we're going to need our, our paralytic. Uh, we're going to need to know what's appropriate to use for this patient. Overwhelmingly, in the scenarios that we're performing emergency airway management, you know, succinylcholine sucks is going to be our go-to paralytic because of its rapid onset of action and its short duration of effect. Uh, it lends itself better to emergency airway management. Now, certainly, once again, that's another in-depth for discussion for another time. But you know, sucks carries with it a, a wealth of contraindications and precautions that VEC or rocuronium don't have. Um, but SOX is so short in duration of action uh, that it's it's a lot safer for us in an emergency setting, especially a pre-hospital setting where we don't have anesthesia at our disposal. We don't have, you know, physicians right there to help us out with the airway. Uh, once again, with our paralytic, we want to know the dosage. We're going to have it pre-drawn up, everything ready to rock, patient side ready to go prior to this procedure. Uh, so we've got our induction agent. We've got our paralytic. In any airway scenario where we're dealing with an alive patient, one of our considerations has to be pain medication, has to be analgesia for that patient. Whether they're, they're conscious and we're going to induce them for this procedure or whether they're already obtunded, uh, we have to blunt the physiological effect of this laryngoscopy and, and the painful intubation, painful airway management procedures. So we're going to want to have drawn up our opiate, our pain medication of choice, uh, which for me overwhelmingly is going to be uh, fentanyl. I'm going to have my fentanyl drawn up uh, based once again off my patient's weight, ready to go. Now for you, that may be morphine, it may be something else, but I want to have that pain medication ready to rock to blunt the physiological effect of the intubation and certainly for continued analgesia after that intubation procedure. Want to have that, got to have that bedside ready to rock. Okay, so that's it. That's our mismade acronym in review. M stands for machine. It's the methodology. It's the means through which we're going to apply ventilations. In a pre-hospital setting, that might be a BVM or that might be a full-blown ventilator, but we're going to have that ready to rock. S, it stands for suction. We've got our suction. We've got it patient side. We've tested it. We know it's on. We know it's ready to go. We know it's working uh, at a second's notice when we need it. Uh, next M stands for monitor. I have my capacity to monitor my patient. So I've got my, my cardiac monitor, probably with my built-in blood pressure, with my built-in pulse ox and tidal capnography. I've also got my stethoscope. I've got my non-high uh, fidelity means to monitor my patient just through clinical aspects of their physiology. So I am prepared to, to monitor the ventilatory status, the oxygenation status, and the circulatory status of my patient. Uh, during this procedure and after this procedure. A is my airway. I've got my BLS airways. I've got my MPA, my OPAs. I've got my superglottic airways. I've got my ALS airways. I've got my intubation stuff. I've got it ready to go. I've got different size tubes. I've got my stylets, my bougies, my laryngoscopes. I've got everything out. I've tested them. Uh, the video's working. Uh, the light bulbs are working. Everything's ready to go. I've got my surgical airway kit. I know where it's at. It depends on your your agency your organization and your protocols you may or may not break it open in the case of of difficult airway management i don't know uh, but you know what's in there you know how to use it that comes down to training and in the case of this airway management scenario you, you know it's patient side and ready to go for you i stands for our iv we've got multiple access points we know they're patent we've tested them we double checked them we've got our easy io kit out 
it's ready to go. It's patient side. Uh, I know at a moment's notice, if something fails, if I have to go to, uh, you know, a tertiary access point, I can establish that easy IO quickly. Uh, so I know my IV sites are working. And lastly, D uh, is my drugs. Uh, I know the drugs I'm going to need. I know the dosages I've calculated. I've double checked them. I've drawn them up. Uh, I've, I've got everything patient side ready to go. If I have any continued paralysis needs, I've got that patient side. I've got that ready to go uh, for after my, my, my intubation procedure. So I've got my induction agents, my sedatives. I've got my, my paralytics. I've got my, my analgesia. I've got all the drugs I'm going to need in this procedure. I also have the you know, fluids ready to go to respond to uh, a patient that, that Brady's down or hypoperfuse uh, during this procedure uh, that I can start to push some fluids on. So I've got all those drugs, everything ready to rock. And that's it. That's the mismade acronym. Uh, pretty simple. I don't know if you're an acronym person. I'm really not. I don't necessarily in my mind have these these acronyms running through my head when I perform the procedures. I just kind of have a checklist in my head of, of what I need to do. And I follow that checklist prior to uh, any, any serious airway management scenario. Uh, but what I love about the acronym, for instance, mismade it, it kind of it helps frame, frame things for me. It puts them in perspective. It helps me you know, once again, kind of solidify all these things that I need to perform this procedure. And certainly if you are an acronym person, you utilize these in your practice. Uh, this is a great one to utilize in regards to airway management. In our first airway management discussion, we talked about the needs or the prompts, the reasons that we're going to need to secure somebody's airway. Well, in this discussion, it kind of evolves into we're committing to, you know, secure somebody's airway. What do we need to have at, at our patient's bedside uh, ready to go? And this acronym is great in that application because airway management is a system. And that's what you have to adopt. That's what we have to adopt in EMS. We're really sloppy about it because we don't do a lot of RSIs in the field. Um, certainly not on the ground in a 911 capacity. You know, most of the people that we're intubating are either in profound respiratory failure, uh, respiratory arrest, or cardiac arrest. And so these are these are scenarios that you know we're reacting to a lot of times because by the time we get there, they're already in this level of distress. Uh, but certainly, as you start to evolve more into a critical care mindset and into a critical care world, you're gonna find yourself with, for instance, these RSI tools at your disposal, and you're going to preemptively be securing somebody's airway. And that's where this really applies, and this really comes into our practice and benefits us is in that scenario. But airway management is a system. You need to have your own system. You need to practice that system. Every time you're training in airway management, you want to follow your system step by step, establish that mind memory, establish that muscle memory, and make it second nature to you as a provider of how you manage that airway. Okay, that's it for episode six, our, our second edition of our airway management series. Uh, the next time we talk about airway, uh, we're going to talk about the actual procedure, considerations in performing airway management, our, our, our seven P's, our, our all, the, all the actual step-by-step things that we're going to utilize uh, to once again continue our system of airway management and how we apply that to the actual procedure of securing a patient's airway. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, you can get a hold of us on, like I said, Facebook, Twitter, uh, through the site at our email address on the site. 
let us know what you think of the the show and i hope to talk to you again soon Thanks for listening to another Ditch Medics podcast. Leave us some feedback or a rating. Contact us by email or on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to visit us at ditchmedics.com.